it was all great when it all began. Celebrate 25 years of midnight movie madness. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is an erotic nightmare beyond any measure. Relive Richard O'Brien's sinfully twisted salute to horror, sci-fi, and B-movies, and rock music. A sensual daydream to treasure forever. Starring Tim Curry in his classic gender-bending performance. Barry Bostwick and Oscar winner Susan Sarandon do the time warp and sing Hot Patootie with Meatloaf again and again and again at home or in a movie theater where it will probably be playing for another 25 years. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the the B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week we are doing the 1975 musical the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, let's talk about the uh, technical difficulties here. What's your top three and bottom three of this movie? Um, okay, for for number three, this movie was a parody of low-budget science fiction and horror films that were really popular during the time. And that was, that was a really fun experience. I love watching those old movies. So watching a movie that made fun of them was really fun for me personally. For number two... There was a good amount of, like, really catchy songs in this. They, um, a lot of them just get stuck in your head and stay there for days upon weeks upon months. Yeah, it's quite an experience. And for number one, I'm going to go with the cast of this movie was exceptional. They were all, in my opinion, perfectly picked for the roles, especially Tim Curry, who is just so animated and just, he really got into the role. I... They're supposed to be making a remake of this, and I can't see it without Tim Curry, I'll be perfectly honest. You know, for me, the top three was number three. There's always something new to notice in this movie, you know. Again, I grew up with this movie, so I saw it, like, at different ages. And whether it's, you know, noticing something in the movie or going to one of the live viewings at a theater and having people doing the callbacks and shit, you know, you you can learn some of that stuff. Um, I don't remember when I noticed that Tim Curry is the priest in the opening scene. You've got uh, Magenta and Columbia being, you know, in the opening scene and riffraff everybody. Yeah, everyone in the movies in the uh, opening scene. It was really clever how they did that. And I think I think I've noticed before, but you know, this time when we watched it, really popped out at me that the uh, every lever in the movie is shaped like a penis, which really isn't surprising, but because why not? Number two, the characters. They're just, they're all funny. Like, they're all enjoyable. There's not a character that I'm like, oh, that person needs to die. I can't wait for them to get killed off next. You know, I just get rid of them. I just, I genuinely like all of them. They have, they all have different personalities and they just all add to the mix and it's fun. Number one, the songs. Because if Rocky Horror Picture Show was just a comedy, and it didn't have the songs, it would not be the same movie. That that's that's it for me, the top the top three. Um let's get into the bottom. For number three, I'm gonna have to go with this movie had a lot of style and really lacked any kind of substance. Like there was a plot, but it was mostly just things happening. Wait, 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 you mean a plot was just a thing's happening? Is it isn't that the definition of a plot? No, a things plot happening. is a story that everything connects and overall like there's the, there's a theme and everything. This is kinda had like we're jumping from one thing to whoa, another whoa, whoa, to a, another. A plot theme? What okay. I think wow. we're getting too deep here. Number two. Dip. The movie seemed to really fall in entertainment value as the longer it went on. Like I enjoyed it, it seemed to be going pretty well in the end, like 
they just have a big orgy in the water and it was just real weird and i then it just kind of abruptly ended and i'm like oh okay uh i get it like it was meant to be like a parody of um old sci-fi movies so it was just supposed to be kind of goofy but it was just it just got weird like a little too weird for me and for number one there really wasn't much in as far as plot goes i know i said that mostly for number three but really not much went on it was just basically finding excuses to sing and to be weird so it was fun but this is just basically an excuse to be weird which it was good but it was just an excuse to be weird for me the bottom three of this movie number three is the, the love-hate relationship that people have with this movie um it seems like people either love it or they hate it. Now, Paul is one of those weird anomalies where he's like, eh, it's, it's okay. I can appreciate it for what it is. I guess I'm not a, I'm not a Rocky Horror fan, necessarily. So I, he doesn't love it, and he doesn't hate it. Yeah. So he's one of those anomalies. Okay. I'm on the love side of this movie. I, I think it's fun. It's hilarious. Number two, the actor who played Rocky later committed suicide. That just sucks. Um, number one is that this movie spawned a sequel called Shock Treatment written by Richard O'Brien, the writer of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Shock Treatment is a piece of shit. Like, he tried to duplicate the success of the Rocky Horror Picture Show by making another musical, and it did not work out at all. He, they fucking sing about toasters or microwaves or some shit with Brad and Janet getting roped into this, like, homicidal TV show or some god-awful crap. But just the fact that the Rocky Horror Picture Show spawned that movie, uh, that's just the, the worst thing about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So none of your criticisms are actually a criticism of this. Normally at this point we'll do a Quote Wars episode, but let's explain to you the whole uh, callback thing. So like we said before, this movie has a huge fan following. It's been in theaters for 40 years, like um, local theaters will have it playing. And there's an entire culture behind it. People will dress up as the characters. And while the movie is going on, there are certain callbacks that people will have. Like, they'll yell things at the screen. They'll throw certain props. It's really a huge event. You'll get to throw things. Um, what you throw rice when they get married. When some people get married. You, you throw toilet paper when they say Great Scott because of um, the toilet paper brand Scott Toilet Paper. There are pages and pages of things that people will yell at the screen. And it's pretty cool overall. I think I think we should get into um, our favorite callback. Favorite thing to yell at the screen. So at one point, you know, you yell at the screen right before Frank and Furter says something. And you yell, Hey Frank, how's it feel after you suck a million dicks? And his response from the movie is, Even smiling makes my face ache. That was definitely a clever one. Mine was, at one point, after the big water orgy thing frankenfurter's in a life in a one of those uh lifesaver things in the pool and people yell so that's why the titanic sank frankenfurter sucked at all the semen i th i thought that was pretty hilarious so i, gu I guess that uh, the, the actor playing rocky committing suicide was just some urban legend they do that for a lot of people from um, uh, from before the uh, from before the internet was popular or something yeah because i was looking up all the characters and like i don't remember reading that for anybody he's, he so. actually uh lives in london and runs an antique shop apparently oh, good for him so yeah i mean that that that's a that's a much better uh 
Better life choice. Better life choice than, than suicide there. Run an antique shop in England. Good for you, Rocky. Good good for you, Rocky. I kind of want to go to that antique shop and just be like, Rocky, you sold me an old lamp. That'd be awesome. Well, it's shaped like a penis. <laughs> I wonder what? what this is used for. Everything's sh- shaped like penis. I guess let's, let's just get into our final take here. We're going to give our final take here, which we'll give the movie a... Sh- um, fuck it. I can't even talk now. We're going to score it. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, a reverse scale is shot scale. How many shots do you need to take to get through this movie? So, on the shot scale, you give it a score of 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. And holy... There we go, that's better. So... Technical difficulties. Exactly. That that aren't about the movie. So, here's my score. Fuck it. I give the Rocky Horror Picture Show 1 out of 10. Why? Just, just hold the fuck on, Paul, because we're in the mic... Yeah, Rocky Horror Picture shows it's nothing but pure, unadulterated fun, with some adultery in the mix. The dialogue's funny, the acting is fitting to the setting and writing. The songs are all catchy, and after watching the first time, it just doesn't seem right to not sing along. The movie spawned a cult following so big that they have audience participation shows all over the place, where the audience interacts with the movie and other members of the crowd based on a script. It, it's hard for me to properly describe my appreciation and devotion to this movie, and, and that's why I give it a 1 out of 10. Paul? Well, I give this movie a 3 out of 10. Basically, Rocky Horror is the epitome of cult classic, meaning that not everybody likes it, but the people that like it love it. They're obsessed with it. And having spawned millions of fans worldwide that are just willing to travel hours to see a movie they've already seen a hundred times... There's an entire subculture of people that love this movie. There's callbacks, people dress up as their favorite characters, and bring props to it. It's really, it's a fun event, and it's amazing just how much people love this movie. That being said, I'm just not the biggest Rocky Horror fan on the planet. I'm not one for style over substance, which this movie kind of lacked. It also kind of dragged on toward the end, and a lot of the songs ended up getting kind of repetitive. I've seen it both on DVD and in the local theater, so I feel pretty secure in my um, thought. It's not like I need to go out and see it again, though. I, I don't really... I'm not planning my next time seeing it, but I would definitely see it if somebody invited me or there was a gun put, put to my head. Uh, the lack of plot and repetition of the story left me less than impressed, and like I said, the songs were kind of inconsistent. They were either fantastically catchy or just dreadful, and the style just isn't for everybody. I do believe this movie is completely deserving of its cult classic status, but being a cult classic, it's like it's not for everyone. You either love Rocky Horror or you don't, and while I can appreciate it for the, its aspects and qualities, I would say I don't love it. I don't hate it either, but this is one cult that I'm not going to join. So we know not everybody likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every movie an A-movie companion. In this segment, we compare this movie to an A-class movie, telling why this A-movie is just a different version of this film. I give this A-movie companion for the Rocky Horror Picture Show the 1952 classic Singing in the Rain. Why? Because it's a fucking musical. That's why. Paul, what's your A-movie companion? My A-movie companion is the 1985 movie Clue. My reasons for this is both movies take place in a very large mansion-like building. Um, both mo- And the characters don't leave the mansion until the very end of the film. If they leave it at all. Uh, both are adaptations of an existing work. Rocky Horror Picture Show is based off the play The Rocky Horror Show. And Clue is based off the board game Clue. 
both movies had very eccentric characters with very pronounced personalities. In the Rocky Horror, Horror Picture Show, all the Transylvanians had over-the-top characteristics. They'd break out in song randomly. And in the movie Clue, all the characters had very distinct personalities that gave them motives and potential culpability for, mur for committing the murders that took place. Um, and both movies starred Tim Curry, uh, who was the most eccentric and entertaining in either uh, character in either movie by far. He played Dr. Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror, Horror Picture Show, where he ran all kinds of strange experiments and liked to dress in drag, break out in songs, and molest people. And in Clue, he played, a he played the butler who would run spastically in and out of rooms, reenact potential murder scenes, slap people in the face for no apparent reasons, and in some versions, murdered someone. That we're almost at the end here, and it is time for us to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. So if you want to drink away this flick, here are some ways you can. Number one, every time someone's outfit is changed, take a drink. Number two, every time a song starts, take a drink. Number three, anytime a sexual reference outside of a song happens, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone says something sciencey, take a drink. And number five, because it's Cult Classic Month, take a drink every time you find a connection between the movies we review this month. I'm not even going to give you a connection this time. Paul, go. So for number one, every time someone says Brad or Janet, take a drink. Every time there's a, there's a new song playing, take a drink. Every time the narrator ex ex attempts to explain what's going on, take a drink. And for every time someone says transvestite, transsexual, or Transylvania, take a drink. So this is the end of Cult Classic Month. Uh, if you want to join us next week, starting next month, we will be doing Shopping Month. So we're going to kick off Shopping Month with uh, the, P the 1984 PG-13 zombie movie, Night of the Comet, because what what do we want to do when the apocalypse happens? Shop. Go to the mall. Exactly. No, not Dawn of the Dead. No, not Dawn of the Dead, the remake, but Night of the Comet. And with that, I have to say, if you would like to uh, follow us on Twitter, at Bros, find us on Facebook, our Facebook page, b movie space b-r-o-s that's b-movie bros and you can follow paul directly on uh twitter at, at b-movie paul so uh until next week uh be brave be alive be back next week